What's good, y'all? My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this is the Real Talk with Dumas podcast, where I have real conversations with the people I see every day because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. And yo, so excited to be with y'all again, and I have another, as always, dope guest for you this week, but wanted to share a few ways to support the show. Number one, as always, like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Number two, follow RTWD on IG at RTWD Podcast. And finally, by financially supporting the show, because this thing ain't free, by you supporting the show financially, you are literally, and I mean literally, helping the show run. There are two ways you can support the show. Number one, join the patreon fam that is a monthly subscription that you could drop you know i think i have a one dollar tier or a three dollar tier that you can join and supporting the show that way and it goes all the way up to like you know super supporter 150 dollars a month you know what i'm saying <laughs> help me out and then also you can help me out by doing a one-time donation i know that not every bank body's bank account works in the monthly subscription way and you can slide your boy you know ten dollars twenty dollars and just buy me a coffee all of those links are in the show notes tonight a big shout out to all of those who are in the real fam community thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate you all right enough of all that now on to my guest this week i am joined by mika gainer mika is a meditation teacher and somatic coach who blends spiritual scholar activism into the workplace and beyond as an everyday practice and lifestyle i am incredibly excited to have mika on the show to talk about all of these things because i feel like i have talked about them on pieces and touched on this and there with different other guests. And so I cannot wait to dive into this with Mika. So without further ado, here is Mika. Mika, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thanks, Jonathan. I am so excited to be here. I am feeling good. Feeling good today. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So I read your bio. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love to do, I can talk all day. Yeah about my guests, but I, I always like for them to just go ahead and introduce themselves. So if okay. I, I just go ahead and introduce yourself to the real fam, who is Mika? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So I, uh, like you said, I am a meditation teacher and somatic coach, and I am on a mission of basically bringing the things that helped me on my healing journey into the workplace for people to really, I guess, uh, address and face those nuances in our interpersonal relationship because it's those little decisions that we make every day that have lasting impact that spread out into the collective consciousness that we see and experience every day. So basically that's that's what I'm about. It's about bridging all those things together. Um, and that's why it's a little bit of scholarly stuff, uh, academic, just putting language to things that we're experiencing as well as the spiritual aspect, because I don't think that we can really separate the spiritual aspect from our work lives. And then it just really calls for that activism because we want to, I want to see things change. I want to change the culture of the workplace, which would ultimately mean changing the culture of America. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that. And I feel let's dive into the, that part too. Cause like there is like a, there's like this idea that we have to like separate and split all of ourselves together. And I know mm-hmm. for me, I've in my own coaching practice and my own way that I have even navigated life of like, I have done the thing where I've tried to compartmentalize, you know, mm-hmm. different aspects of me, my spiritual life, my 
work life, my personal life. And like, I have like splintered, like mm-hmm. I've found myself splintered and, and really not being able to exist fully and authentically in my, in, in, in my skin. Right. right. And, and now I'm at a place where I'm trying to like allow and be fully all of those things all at once because they never truly were separated. I was just trying to, you know, separate myself. I'm, I'm curious more so of like, how did you come to that place of like, not of like figuring out like that, like splintering of mm-hmm. like spiritual self, work self, personal self, all those different parts of us that are not, that are not separate. I'm curious for you, how did you, how did you come to that realization? Yeah, such a good question. And I love this question because it, it really starts at my experience in a corporate workplace, Fortune 500, mm-hmm. where I felt that no matter what I did was not resulting in the rewards that I thought that I deserved, that I was going for, mm-hmm. because I was doing all the steps that they say to do. I joined ERGs. I was showcasing my leadership, but I really had a manager who was quite manipulative and told me that (laughs) it does. (laughs) And the things that he would say to me in private were different than what he would say to people in front of other people. They were things that he would say to me that he would deny saying in front of other people because there's no way that your manager could be saying those things, right? Like there's no way that your manager will say to you, your path is supposed to be different and that this Becky over here, her, she was fast track, <laughs> you know, and yeah, saying those yeah. things. And so what brought me to a place of not like code switching, of not like just really feeling that I needed to escape like every day, I literally, I mean, it got to the point where I was physically anxious and triggered coming to work, knowing that I had to interface with this man. And so it was really through the practice of yoga that Uh, really brought me back to myself. And I say that in the sense of learning the breath and coming into an awareness of how oppression takes the breath away. And realizing how, you know, being anxious, not really having my thoughts like fragmented, feeling that I'm not worthy in a sense, not really even feeling that I'm not worthy because there was always this contradiction of feeling that I am worthy, but it's not working out in the real world. So what the... can I curse? <laughs> Sorry. So, it's, so it's like, I feel this way. The things that people tell me are supposed to be compliments, but in the real world, it's not yes. working out that way. So what the fuck is reality, right? Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. yoga, and not really just like the body exercise practice of yoga, it was really the, mm-hmm. the coming into my body, the breath, and realizing like the breath really brings your attention to your thoughts and how they become fragmented, how you are fooling yourself, and really what needs to happen. And so it's been on that journey since like, I've been on that journey really since around like formalizing in 2013, and then just learning more and more and more yoga philosophy and putting language to my experience. So no, that's, that's really good. I, I, there were so many things that you said there that were incredibly good. I'm thinking about, yeah, yoga and the practice of even breathing. Like I just read mm-hmm. an article earlier this week about like there's a difference 
and how our body reacts, whether we're breathing through our nose mm-hmm. or, we're, or we're breathing in through our mouth. And like yeah. when you breathe in through your nose, and you probably already know this, but there's just like a there's just like different functions. Mm-hmm. Like there's like temperature control through your nose. It's mm-hmm. like it, the airways and pathways of of the breath like go somewhere different. Like it, it's like a calming and like grounding thing. Yeah. And it gets like a ton more oxygen, like intentional oxygen through our to our brains mm-hmm. um, when we're breathing through our nose and it slows us down. Yeah. And I just remember like, I don't remember what podcast I heard it on, but this person did like these breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. And I I've just like put that into like my everyday practices of like grounding myself. Yeah. Like I just it's just so it's just like incredibly important and and, mm-hmm. and a returning to like me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because like you're right, you you said a breath a oppression takes the breath away. Yeah. Like oppression oppression takes the air, you know, whether metaphorically or actually physically. Yeah. Away from us, and mm-hmm. and and I've started to do yoga too, and I just if I thought it used to just be a bunch of stretching, but it <laughs> it really is like the real practice of yoga has been like honestly life changing. Yeah. For me, are you a yoga practitioner or like a yoga instructor, or mm-hmm. you you just like. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, I am like oh, trained to be a yoga uh, teacher, but I never okay. really wanted to teach yoga that way. And so mm. I really wanted to teach people the way that I was taught, which was mm. what they call breath aligned movement. Now that I know, <laughs> I know that it's breath okay. aligned movement. <laughs> and I really just recently learned how to do that in a way that is more true to my experience and what I'm capable and my capacity to, to teach. And I wanted to also have to uh, give credit to Oppression Takes the Breath Away as a quote that I learned from Michelle C. Johnson from Skill in Action. She's been doing, she's kind of a mentor of mine in the facilitation work that I do. And in her work, she is bridging a yoga and, and social justice together, which was kind of like my introduction into like, oh, this makes sense, like yoga and social justice and all the things of how all the tenets and ethics of how we should treat each other coming through yoga and bridging into the values that social justice kind kind of like fights for. And then like bringing that into into the workplace, because the workplace to me is where we act out all those things, everything mm-hmm. that we've learned or have been taught. However, we were treated in high school. <laughs> it is, yeah. it is just brought into or, the workplace. So, or middle school and middle school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely starts in middle school, man. So, yeah, yeah. and this yeah. you mentioned this idea of parts and having fragments, and to me, it, it brought to mind the idea of code switching and what I've learned mm-hmm. in that respect, like concretely through the practice of yoga is this whole idea of a fractal experience. Mm -hmm. And so I'm never not, not being all of myself, but it is just a fractal representation of who I am. And that's something that I learned. So I'm not like putting on a different face. I'm not putting on like a mask or hiding different parts of me. It is like literally being intentional about who I am being bigger with if that makes sense Mm. and so yeah yeah. so you're never like not authentic but you're making a decision as to how full of your authentic self (laughs) that you're sharing with other people you know and it's just kind of like well you know 
this is this you can kind of think of it as like dimensions of a diamond i think everyone is like a we have all these dimensions to ourselves like a diamond and like at this Mm -hmm. period of time i'm showing you this facet but it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. this other facet doesn't exist and i'm not going to ignore it or deny it but it's always going to be part of me so yeah i like that distinction though because like there is a choice there like there's a that that distinction of like before i feel like in other spheres that i've i've grown up in or like areas that i've been in like i didn't have a choice i had to do this to survive mm-hmm. right and the place that i'm in now like i get to choose and decide what parts of me you get to see right like when i show up into a space like this is a part that you get to see and and i like that more because of like you're not dictating how i'm going to show up in this space mm-hmm. like i am in control of like how yeah. i'm going to show up in my space and i feel like that there's a liberation mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And I think in particular, like in the context of like social justice, racial justice, economic justice, those kinds of things, like mm-hmm. to have choice, to have access, to have opportunity. Yeah. It is a, yeah, that is liberation to, mm-hmm. to live authentically can be honestly like liberating. Yeah. And, and what, yeah. And what that could be is like, you know, in this space, I'm going to show up like this mm-hmm. and like choose not to like code switch or like do any of those things, which I have found to be like, when somebody doesn't understand like a thing or a quote or something I say, I'm like, I no longer take responsibility for exactly. them not understanding like that code of switching thing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't get it. I'll say it a different way, but it's not because like it's not on me to like teach you that language. I'll yeah. just say it a different way. I'm not going to teach you yeah. AAV or whatever. But am I understanding that right? At least that's how I interpreted what you, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. what you just no, I was just like, this is such a great conversation because you were – talking about like the the decisions that we make and that is part of the liberation and definitely i think we the sooner that we can realize in life that there is always a choice that is a liberation and i think some people whether it is genetic natural <laughs> there's no there are no factors that could indicate how a person gets there sooner or later but the sooner the better you realize that in life. I think as kids, we're kind of born with that sense of liberation mm-hmm. until like societal construct starts introducing us to this, introducing us to a way of behavior. And so, yeah, then we have to go back, which is like the path of yoga, coming back to ourselves, coming back to that liberatory feeling and not saying that one part of me has to be hidden. And what you said was so like something that was liberating for me is relieving myself of the responsibility to mm-hmm. get people to understand me. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> no, it's not, no, not my responsibility. And how I'm showing yeah. up, if you want to, I'm not showing you like all of me all the time, but what I'm showing you is always me. if that makes sense which is a very clear distinction it's a very clear distinction i totally get that that's a very clear distinction yeah oh that's so good yeah i clipped that so (laughs) what's okay so one thing that you had shared like really like made me think of something about like you had said about like yoga is like bringing bringing you back to yourself and and how like society will gosh the society just really like takes that childhood wonderment and and like just all these different things, which could be a good thing when you come when you think about like protection and safety, all that other stuff. But like, I just think of like how society like takes away some of the the things that like are so hard to get back. Of like, mm-hmm. as a kid, just like being without fear, climbing trees, and then like 
somebody tells you like, yo, like you could hurt yourself if you climb that tree. Yeah. No, all of a sudden for the rest of your life, you're afraid, afraid to climb trees or yeah. afraid to climb anything, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like this instilled like fear mm-hmm. or or other things. Like that's just one example. Like I still yeah. climb trees. It's just, it's so hard to like come back or go back to not even just like that childhood like wonderment or whatever that hasn't been like taken away from you. But right. I, I, I think about my own process now. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they said, what does a selfish space look like for you? That was the question that I was asked by my coach. Mm-hmm. And I literally could not answer the question. And it's pertinent to this conversation or what we're saying right now, because I think when I was a kid, I knew what I wanted mm-hmm. because like, I knew that like the things that were important to me, I knew like, and it, those days it was very simple, but like now, like I do things for so many other people that like, and I've done it all my life, being the oldest grandson, being the oldest like brother, being somebody who's like a, a giver within the community and, and other things that I do that I don't know what I want mm-hmm. without going to like now what has become my default of what I want actually giving to other people. Mm-hmm. And like just thinking a little bit more selfishly, but I'm how what what's another word for not for selfish but like that has like positive connotations i don't know self-interest oh, but, it's yeah self-interest yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so like it's it's so difficult so yeah like that's just a brain dump but like that's what i'm thinking of like how difficult it is to go back mm-hmm. to like oneself mm-hmm. and how hard that work is mm-hmm. sometimes because like you started this like journey like in 2013 and i'm thinking about my own journey like that started in 2014 I mean, this is eight years later. Yeah. And there's still a lot of things that I'm like still processing through and navigating mm-hmm. through. And this podcast has been incredibly helpful. But yeah, that's just a brain dump. I don't you don't I yeah. don't know if you have anything to say. <laughs> yeah. I always so one of my hobbies is to watch films. So I always watch movies, not for like the movie content, but for what they are what kind of message they're saying about society, right? So I love coming of age movies. I love, you know, superhero movies. I love like, like, I'm going to call it stupid crime. (laughs) Like real things people do. There was a great movie called Pain and Gain with uh, Mark Wahlberg. And it's like a true story of what these people did when they were owning a jet. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) It's great. And it's like, what? People did this in real life? And so when you think about, it just made me think about coming of age movies because of the messages that we're always receiving from the time we're little and in, into adulthood. And what I notice for me, like I don't know childhood development or anything like that, just thinking about lived experience and then how this is even today being still replicated, how how our, I guess I want to say sense of wonderment, innocence is lost in childhood. And it's because I feel like, here's my theory, is that it's because it's so hypocritical growing up as a child. I mean, we always watch these kind of coming of age movies where there's a bully and the bully's picking on the little kid. And then like the little kid defends himself. And then the little kid gets in trouble for defending himself. And then it's like, oh, little Johnny, you're supposed to be bigger than him and not... (laughs) defend yourself while the bully just pulverizes you and i'm just like that's insane i mean i'm not like i'm not saying like violence is good but it's almost like well what is the kid supposed to do in that moment and so even from a young age we're being taught 
that almost to like turn the other cheek, let someone really actually physically beat us up until they have a revelation. <laughs> and I'm just like, wild. you know, it's like, and that, and that happened to like real life. A friend of mine had a son who that happened to, like he was a, mm. he's a, you know, literally being beat up by a bully every day at school. And then finally he couldn't take it anymore. And he hit back. He was like, get off me, stop beating me up. And they wanted mm. to expel him and keep the bully in school. And so we're growing up with these kind of like contradictory messages that aren't aligned with our values of like caring and community. And so then as like adults, we're like, well, I'm not supposed to care about anyone. Just brush that off. Don't let that bother you. And still care for other people, even if they don't appreciate it or if they're not reciprocating. Because sooner or later they're going to come around. And so we've lost this, I feel like along the way of like being taught that sharing is caring (laughs) to letting a bully beat you up to taking care of other people, because that's supposed to be your role in life. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, where are my boundaries? Yeah. Right. Like I, like what are, you know, like our sense of for the greater good and for this idealistic way of like being and hoping that everybody has goodness in themselves and that it will turn around, we lose ourselves in the process. And I don't know. I mean, that's, I feel like, so then yoga takes us back on that path of establishing the values, of establishing our boundaries, of like saying like, hey, no, like, It's not okay for someone to physically beat up on me or to verbally abuse me. But Mm -hmm. then also, I do have the right to have my own boundaries and say, no, this is not right. You are not in alignment with my values. And here's how this is going to be. You know, and it's like, why do we have to, I don't know. I don't know how that gets lost in translation and childhood development in middle school as we Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know in middle school it's really strange it's really strange how I mean I I just use the bully and the one because it's like the most example that that comes to mind but there's always like the cliques there's the cheerleaders and then the football players and then the nerds Mm -hmm. and then all these things and so we are not aware of not grouping ourselves and looking at other people differently or picking at them because they're not the same as our group. And so then that carries into the workplace and then it carries throughout life. So anyways, I say all that, (laughs) that is my conspiracy theory. And like now I guess people are like, they're calling it trauma. There's lots of words now for it, but I do think it's like that path of reclaiming what was somehow lost and somehow taught to us differently. And I think particularly as Black people, sometimes we're taught to understand the other person more so than we're supposed to understand ourselves. Mm. At least I was I was always told that for some reason, you got to understand where these people are coming from. And I'm like, why? Like, why, do I, why is no one understanding me? 
why is yeah. all this effort on me? And so, yeah, when you get to the point of like releasing that responsibility from yourself and establishing the boundary, it is like such a great feeling of liberation. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I even, I relate to that too. Cause like, I, I think one of the biggest messages that I heard growing up as a, like a black boy is like the biggest and most important thing is for you to come home. Like that's yeah. like, I don't, honestly, I, I mean, I didn't realize up until now, like up until recently that that was like a reality for particularly for black children of like the biggest, like we, the most important thing for you to do is just to come home. So whatever you mm -hmm. need to do to come home, come home. So, you know, comply, just comply with the officers, <laughs> yeah. be respectful, do all those things, right? Yeah. Be respectful of your teachers, even though like uh, statistically teachers yeah. send, expel, suspend, yeah. put put much more severe punishment on black children than mm -hmm. any other races in school. Whether you're going to the doctor, the, you know, healthcare is, has historically not been on the side of black folks. Like the list goes on and on and on that right. like society outside forces do not have the best interests of us at heart. But like we see mm -hmm. these, like, at to, and to your point, we see these movies, we see these things of like, it'll all work out if you just do the right thing. <laughs> yes. And like, and like, yo, listen, okay, you are telling me us these rules. <laughs> yeah. Mom, dad, movies, Disney, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like, the nobody else is playing by these rules. No, and they're so not. I don't, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so like, even to your point again of like, Marginalized communities, historically marginalized yeah. communities have to play by these, are trying to play by a quote unquote right rules right. when nobody else in history has played by those rules. Yeah. It's a and completely different game when just, they, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And so like to, I, and to like get to a point now of like, and it's happened throughout history, you know, think civil rights movement, mm -hmm. you know, core liberation movement, all these different things that like, yo, no. <laughs> like full stop no yeah. like i ain't gonna take it no more exactly and like and like the expectation for us to take it yeah. is like it's like construed yeah. like it, it doesn't make any sense that's what yeah. we're seeing like now in, in mm -hmm. this workplace like revolution right yeah of just like the great resignation of 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 even black folks at a much higher rate are leaving corporate spaces mm -hmm. and not wanting to be there anymore because it's like this place is not good for me yeah you know like why why would i be here mm -hmm. if this place isn't going to serve me and exactly. i i just had a i had a conversation a few weeks ago with somebody he said i eliminate things pretty quickly based off of three questions is this good to me is this good for me is this good with me if mm -hmm. this person thing substance anything like that is not any one of those things yeah. are, are it, there's a no to those those things are eliminated and so i feel like uh, again to your point like we that's that's the point of where we're at and like to reclaim that yeah. i like that word to reclaim um, our personhood, our boundaries, what's mm -hmm. important to us, our values. Like it's incredibly, I would say it is inextricably tied to liberation. It's inextric mm -hmm. inextricably tied to attaining our freedom right. and our breath again yeah. to go back to that release of oppression, right? Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's kind of, it, yeah, that that's yeah. so funny that you said that because it, it's so ridiculous. I think about that and I, and I always used to like listen to those movies. I'm like, those so inspiring. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, then I get to like corporate America and like, I'm being paid less than some jackass who doesn't know what he's doing. And then I have yeah. to fix his work because he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And to find out he was getting paid $20,000 more than me. Exactly. Um, the fast so track. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Just, yeah.
the yeah. rules of the yeah. game are not the same for everyone. It's what I used to walk in the doors and say, like the rules of the game are not the same for me. And so mm. the girl that got promoted and you see this work out. So like a lot of the things that we hear going up, like what you said, are not for us. I think even the constitution or was it like the bill of rights really <laughs> wasn't, you know, had black people in mind when they said all men are created equal. It's like all men are created equal, except, yeah, yeah, but I know you're here at the table, but it doesn't really yeah. include you. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious. So like you know, yeah. for other folks that are like trying to get into like this, even the work mm-hmm. that you do um, mm-hmm. as a somatic coach, mm-hmm. like where is a good place for them to start? Because we we talked about a lot of different things here, yeah. but it it for us like it really mm-hmm. did come down to this like self-discovery and everything like that. I'm curious, what would you tell somebody mm-hmm. who is kind of listening in on this and are like really curious about it? For a person listening in and they want to start the journey back to self? Yes. Or, okay, yeah. So definitely yeah. starting- a better question. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, for starting the journey back to self. I mean, I just, I, I say meditation is where it's at. I always, mm-hmm. I feel like you can't do- the inner work of like part of my discussion points was talking about diversity, equity, inclusion in the workplace and really doing the inner work, improving our relationships with other people really starts like you can't do it without meditation. And I would recommend even like, so I do like somatic meditation, like working with someone who does embodied work to really come down to a sense of of stillness and mm-hmm. bringing like to where your mind becomes your best friend right so mm-hmm. that is the a starting point of however whatever journey that is whether it's like walking meditation the yoga something peaceful that brings your mind back to a place where it's not fragmented but it is literally like your best friend because everything resides in the mind. And so I would I would say start there and mm-hmm. allow everything to reveal. It's like everything will unfold. So I don't know if that's too esoteric or it's not. <laughs> there's no like, well, there's no formula. It's not esoteric to me. Yeah. The question that came to mind yeah. was like, I have mentioned like meditation, I mentioned mm-hmm. like breathing practices, different things like that. And I've actually walked, mm-hmm. those who have been in the real fam for a minute have walked through like different breathing exercises and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I'm curious, can you walk us through like a meditation right now? Like a short one. It doesn't have to be a long one. Oh um, okay. I know this is like off cuff. I didn't even like prep you for this. You know, oh. this is this is what I do. This is what yeah. I do. Sure. So I have to plug, you know, I have to say that the meditation practice that I engage in now is called Vishoka meditation. And so I mm. just completed meditation teacher training to be a Vishoka teacher. So sure. Well, look at that. This, this is, is like a plug. Great timing. Let's go. <laughs> and it is a systematic relaxation process as well as a systematic way to get into meditation. And I'm just going to say that as a caveat because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like meditation and I don't like getting into my thoughts and all this stuff and that just even more so having like what they call a monkey monkey mind means that it's it's like meditation also involves work 
So it's not mm. just like, oh, mm. and <laughs> then it's like there. Well, it's not how meditation works. It is truly yeah. something just like any kind of exercise. I don't want, I hate to call meditation an exercise, but just to put it in context, mm. it is a training of the mind to get where you would like to be and really start to shape and sculpt your reality. So yeah, See, I can. why I asked you this question. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like everybody has different concepts of like what meditation is. And like, yeah, in the beginning, that's what I thought it was. I would just be like, mm. yeah. And then it morphed into like me breathing mm-hmm. and then like me sitting in silence and like, mm-hmm. that. It, yeah, people just have different ideas of what meditation is. So thank yeah. you so much for explaining that. Yeah, it gets deeper and deeper. So yeah, sure. Hey, y'all. So I realize not everybody can do um, a meditation right now or feel comfortable for it. Not a worry. It is an invitation. You can go ahead and skip to about 39. That's where it ends. And we get back to the conversation. Sure. So let's, I'll do like a quick five minute, I guess, meditation. Yeah. Whatever, like however long, however okay. long. Yeah. So let me think about easy thing that people can do that also translate over the audio. So what we'll do first is something in Vishoka meditation we do something called Nadi Shodna to kind of like balance our breath and our pathways to bring us into balance. And then we will bring our attention to rest at the nostrils. And I chose these two steps because resting at the nostrils is such a beautiful way to, to become aware of your energy and your inner space. And it's very calming. So we'll do that. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Sounds great to me. (laughs) All right. And so wherever you may be in this moment, if you want to find a comfortable seated position where you are relaxed and just breathe out any tension that you may have and you want your breaths to be full and smooth and continuous. And bring awareness to your navel area, your diaphragm, and start to watch the rise and fall of your belly so that your breath is complete. So on your inhale, your belly rises, and on the exhale, your belly falls. Being careful not to force your belly, but to breathe with your diaphragm to where you feel the the sides of your rib cage fill up. And continue this pattern. And as you breathe, See if you can decrease the pause between your inhale and exhale. So right on the release of your inhale, at the top of your inhale, exhale. And at the top of your exhale, inhale. So that is a, it is a continuous flow. So now that we have this flow, make your mudra with your right hand, your ring finger down and your 
your index finger where you just have your thumb and ring finger. And on your next exhale, gently close your left nostril and breathe out through the right. Then close your right. Inhale through the left. Exhale right. Inhale left. Exhale right. And release your mucha and take a couple of deep breaths in through both nostrils to feel the balance in your breath. And then make your mudra again. And on your next inhale, close your right nostril, exhale through your left. Inhale through your right. Exhale, left. Inhale through your right. Exhale through your left. And release your mucha. And continue with smooth, even breaths. And bring your awareness to the, to the end of your nostrils, where you can feel the breath enter your nostrils and exit. It may be a slight tingle through your nose, but just see if you can bring your awareness as your breath gently enters your nostrils and exits. and feel the inner space of awareness at the nostrils. Expand and into peace. And so when you're ready on your next inhale, take a deep breath in and let it out. Ooh. Yeah, and gently blink your eyes open to welcome in your renewed surroundings. All right. Uh, <laughs> How was that? Thank you. That <laughs> oh was God. good. That yeah. was good. So it took me a longer time to ground myself uh, yeah. than, than normal, but... Thank you so much for leading that. I know yeah. for me when I do like those like grounding exercises, meditation, mm -hmm. I'm always pleasantly surprised of like how light I feel, how like oftentimes I'm like, all right, I'm not as stressed, like yeah. anxiety is a little bit more alleviated, mm -hmm. whatever it is going on to me. Like I just have a lot more clarity. Yeah. I'm curious, like, yo, like when you're working with, you know, individuals, mm -hmm. maybe when you've done this in like the work setting, like how has that been? received how have people walked away from that like kind of what is the impact yeah for folks that you've witnessed yeah like typically it's very 
like similar. I can only speak to my experience, but in general, when I have been in classes where people have gone through this training, it is a sense of um, becoming more subtly aware to like, like what I was saying, like the, the subtle awareness that you're feeling and like that lightness and clarity. And it, it is because it's a calming effect in the nervous system as well. Like people like to talk about that, like the nervous system a lot these, <laughs> like these days, yeah. but it's very true in terms of coming back to the breath. Cause like how we started, if we're always at work or going throughout the day, like anxious, we mm. are, our bodies are so adaptable that we don't even realize that we're not fully breathing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're just yep. kind of like, you know, and then we're wondering why, like, I can't think or might have more short, like always frustrated. I remember being at work and like always easily frustrated, irritated, probably because mm -hmm. I wasn't breathing, <laughs> but yeah. also because I hated the environment. But still, yeah. it's like now if you're fully breathing, it, it really does expand like the like just self-awareness, I feel like. And more being more cognizant of your thoughts and biases. And so that's really what attracts me to meditation in the workplace because people will, the whole thing about being aware of unconscious biases and like cultural competency, it's like you really, I feel like you can't do it unless you are subtly aware of your own nervous system and thought processes, which is really expressed through the breath and so if you don't have that breath awareness or that training of like mind body connection it's really hard to undo your conscious unconscious biases it, it really is or to just be like oh not get offensive not get defensive when somebody brings something out to you bring something to your awareness that you weren't aware that you were doing because we actually communicate with our body more then, you know, so if someone says, hey, yeah. your body language reads this way, you're like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like meditation is what will, what will help you get there of regular mm -hmm. practice. And I would, you know, sometimes we're like too busy, like people feel like they're too busy to meditate or too busy or whatever. I read this article or read someone or someone said it, I forget who, I wish I could credit them, but they're like, are you spending eight hours watching Netflix? Do you binge watch Netflix? Like hours, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so if you're binge watching Netflix, you could probably take 15 minutes to meditate, right? 10 mm -hmm. to 15 minutes yep. to meditate. So no matter how busy our lives are, if you're, if you're making time for, for uh, binge watching, then you could probably make time to kind of like carve out that 10 minutes for meditating. So no, it, it, it makes so much sense. And yeah. like, you, you really can make time. Like, honestly, you really, really can. It's, yeah. it's not that much. It doesn't, and even meditate, it doesn't even have to be like this long yeah. drawn out thing. You could spend two, three minutes. Yeah. Um, it's starting, start, start out that way. Yeah. Um, and then work your way up. Yeah. Becomes, the yeah. interesting thing about the, about us as humans is that, if we're doing things that are bad for it all the time, it's going to crave stuff that's bad for it. But if we're doing mm. things that are good for it, then it will crave things that's good for it. So it's like yeah. it will be just as quote unquote easy to do mm. stuff that's 
healthy, holistic, and all these labels that people are like, eh, <laughs> right? But I mean, it's just like, it's literally just replacing it. And it is, I don't know why it's, it is, and I'm, I'm not saying that it's easy for me or like easy for every, you know, but it is just like getting into forming a habit of doing it. Yeah. And our brains are, our brains like habit. And our bodies like things that are make it feel that makes it feel good, <laughs> and so we just really have to like do things for our body that makes it feel good, rather than like it makes me think of the Matrix. Okay, here here's my movie reference. Right, you watch the Matrix, and how in the beginning, yeah, yeah. yeah in the beginning, the guy's like, "Well, we did make paradise for you, but everybody hated it." And so we had to create a society where people are suffering. <laughs> and it's like, why? Why? Yeah. Like, why do we have this? You know, I, I feel like that's part of what I do is like intuition training. Like our body is really always talking to us and trying mm -hmm. to guide us in a way to where we can kind of like lessen the self-afflicting, self-afflicted suffering you know, self-inflicted suffering that we may go through. So, yeah, I don't know. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. And one thing that you said earlier actually reminded me of this. Like I have yeah. on different workshops that I've done, mm -hmm. in particular when we're talking about a heavy topic is I'll do like a grounding exercise to start. Yeah. And people are always caught off a little off guard. But I'm like, let's just do four square breathing. You oh, know? Yeah. Has anybody done that before? Mm -hmm. You know, let's just do that. And I'll explain like if you don't feel comfortable, totally fine. But like it kind of just helps us ground ourselves, be more open, have an honest dialogue, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like people just do it and they're like, and I'm like, how did that feel? And they're like, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Keep that, incorporate that anytime you're about to have a difficult conversation, you know, yeah. peer reviews, anything like that, do that. Yeah. And I guarantee you the conversation will go a lot better. But it's just so funny that like yeah. folks are just not used to doing something like that, but it's so, yeah. it, it's it. It yeah. really is it. And I, I, I I like that. Um, yeah. Anyways, I like well, the forced word you... breathing too. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so just, good. That yeah, yeah, it's just equalizing your breath because normally, mm -hmm. like as we're going through the day, we're not breathing, and so it's really like intentionally bringing us back <laughs> to the breath. Yes. It's such an easy way. Yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. intentional breathing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I told I told people to study. I can't remember study now, but yeah. it's like you wouldn't believe how often we hold our breath. Yeah. Like I, there's sometimes I go like, yeah. like that mm -hmm. <laughs> randomly throughout the day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was holding my breath. I don't know how long, yeah. probably like five minutes. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how long I was holding my breath. So pay attention to your breathing folks. Um, yeah. Anyways, I have make, I've kept you yeah. long enough. Thank you so much for sharing everything you have, your honesty, your vulnerability, your expertise. Really, really appreciate it. This is your opportunity to plug all of the thing, wonderful things that you're doing, oh. your, your somatic uh, practice, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, how can the real fam get in touch with you yeah. um, if they would like to do so? Sure. Yeah, I have regular classes as well. They Amazing. can get in, like people can reach out to me on somapraxis.studio or on Instagram at somapraxisstudio as well. But all of my classes and ways to work with me are listed on my website. And if there's any okay. type of customized or personalized activity that you would like to do, you can just shoot me an email at mika at somapraxis.studio. And somapraxis is S-O-M-A-P-R-A-X-I-S. 
dot studio to reach out to me and yeah any questions about meditation or coming into bringing meditation into the workplace to actually you know carve out some of those interpersonal nuances to strengthen our relationships across differences as well so those are a little bit of things that I do as well as like speaking engagements or yeah developing a personal program for your group or individual needs yeah amazing 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 all right i'm gonna make sure that folks get all that information in the show notes because like it is yeah people are like how do i make the connection well just reach out to mika yeah and then y'all work on making the connection if this is like been impactful for you and it could be impactful Mm -hmm. for your workplace there is always a will and a way exactly anyways but thank you again mika for joining us um here on igwd i really really appreciate it and i know the real fan did too awesome thank you for having me yeah This podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas, with additional production help by the incomparable Lindsay Dumas, with music by the oh-so-talented Mr. Tony Deras. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Till next time, y'all. Peace.